Kids Church Online. I am so glad you're joining us. Hey, good morning. It's so good to see you today. Hey, welcome to Kids Church Online. Hey guys, welcome to Kids Church Online. I am so glad you're here. Hey, welcome to Kids Church Online. I am so glad you are here joining us today. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever and ever. Amen. Psalm 23. It's Miss Lois again with another story from Scripture. I know you've got your Bibles, so open them up to the book of Matthew. When you get there, find chapter 18 and read verses 10 through 14. When you're finished, I bet you know what to do. Come back, sit down, and listen while I tell you this story. I hope you're done, because here goes my story. Jesus said, I warn you not to look down. On any of these little ones, the young, the children, for their angel in heaven is in constant contact with my heavenly Father. He, he told this parable too. If a man has 100 sheep, excuse me, I was uh, teaching it. Look, it's sheep. 10, 20 sheep, wow, 30, soccer, 30 sheep, 40, this is incredible, thanks guys, 50 sheep, awesome, jump rope, 60 sheep, a lot of sheep, 70, wow, 80, 90, skateboarding, I mean there is 100 sheep, if a man has 100 sheep, what, what, 100? 100 sheep, 99, oh my gosh, 99? If a man has 100 sheep and one is missing, what will he do? Well, he'll go looking for that sheep, 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 here sheep, 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 here sheep, come here, sheep, 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 if he finds that sheep, he will celebrate more over this one sheep than the 99 because it was lost. But now it's found. Woo! I found it. I found it. It's found. It's found. Uh, you know, the sheep, my father, it is not his will that any of these little ones should be lost. So we're going to learn a little bit more about the parable of the wise man and the foolish man. 
You see, there were two men who went to church. The first man was Mike. I'm so blessed by the Lord. I have a great job. I have a great family. God watches over me and cares for me all the time. I just, I love to get up in the morning and be with God in the morning. He sends the Holy Spirit to me to teach me, to lead me, to guide me, and direct me in the paths that I should take. I, I love spending time in God's Word. It just changes the way that I think, and it just gives me hope. Through the good times and the bad, I know the Lord has always been with us. And believe me, you, I've been through some bad times. Praise be to the Lord. The water thrown at Mike? Well, the problem was he got sick, he lost his job, his house burned down. But you know what? He's still standing. He still believes. He has peace and hope and even joy in the middle of this because he knows who his rock is. He has built his life on the rock. Now the second man is Josh. You know, I don't really need all of this church stuff. I mean, I'm a good person, got a nice house, got a nice job. You know what, I'm even nice to people all around me. I give, I give to the poor, I give to the church even sometimes. But you know what, why do I need to read the Bible all the time? It's not even all right anyway. It's a bunch of stories most of the time. You know, even the stuff about praying, I pray. Whenever people say, hey, will you pray for me? I'm like, yeah, and I even like their profile page whenever they ask me to. So yeah, I'm a really good person and I know how to do this stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, what an, why did I fold this? What is this? You know what? Josh was a fake believer. Matter of fact, there were things he didn't even believe at all. But he had it all. He had a good job, a nice house, a car. He didn't need or believe the Bible or God. He wanted to live his own way, even though he went to church and tried to act like a Christian. So when the water hit him, he had sickness. He had lost his job. His house had burned down. But he had no help, no hope, and no Jesus. Be like Mike. Put your faith in Jesus and his word. Now, sometimes the Lord will give us a picture in our heart for a direction that he wants us to go. Around the time just before Jesus was going to die on the cross for you and for me and for everybody, Jesus went to his disciples and he told his disciples, go down into the town, pick out a donkey. You're going to find a donkey tied up to a pole. Bring the donkey and her colt and bring it back to me. And if anybody asks you about it, tell them that the Lord has need of it. So you know what happened? The disciples went down into the town, and what did they find? They found a donkey tied to a pole. Don't do it, donkey. And they untied the donkey. Hey, what are you doing with my donkey? The Lord has need of it. Oh, that's okay. You can take him. Oh, that guy was scary. 
How did Jesus know that this was going to happen exactly that way? Did he have a vision? Was it a picture? Was it perfectly clear? Like, it wasn't like a picture, like he actually saw it in his mind. Maybe he did. Or was it just that the Holy Spirit imparted on him very detailed instructions on what he needed him to do so that Jesus could go and tell his team what they needed to do to get the job done? <clears throat> now, sometimes when we have a vision, you might see a vision of yourself doing something or see a vision of yourself saying something. For example, I felt led to come and be a teacher in kids church but if somebody didn't know that and i told them about a vision that i had or they had a vision of me as a mother bird which is weird there we go a nest right here a little bird a mother bird feeding baby chicks what would that be saying what do you think that would be what's that trying to say about what i'm supposed to do I know, maybe I'm supposed to go to a pet store and feed baby birds bugs. Or maybe it's because I'm an older bird, maybe I'm supposed to be a parent and I'm supposed to feed my children bugs for food. What do you think that interpretation might be? I think the interpretation is, is that the Lord is saying that as an adult bird feeding baby chicks, that I'm going to be a teacher in the children's church and I will feed the children in the church the word of God. So sometimes the visions aren't really literal. Like when we looked at Ryan, when Ryan, remember when Ryan was standing in the airplane looking out and saw his grandparents standing on the cloud waving and smiling. The vision wasn't that the Lord was telling Ryan to jump out of the plane and hug his grandparents. It was more symbolic. It was a way for the Lord to show Ryan, that he did not need to be scared of flying a long distance. So a lot of times the vision that you see would be symbolic, like the mother bird feeding the baby birds. The mother bird would be the teacher, and the baby birds would be the students to learn or to be helped or to be taught. So sometimes the visions that we have or the images that we see would be really simple, and some of them might be a little more complicated. So what do we do in those instances? If it's a little, a little bit complicated, we need to take the time to pray and ask God, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And once you start paying attention, when you get visions and you see little pictures or little movies or you have feelings and you start paying attention to those, we're going to be more cognizant of the Lord is possibly talking to us because he probably is. From the beginning of time, Jesus was full of faith. In heaven, Jesus was full of faith, full of knowledge, and full of power. When Jesus came to earth to become one of us, he emptied himself of all that faith, and all that knowledge, and all that power. He emptied himself because he chose to, and he became just like a little helpless baby that you and I were one time. That's how Jesus came to the earth. As Jesus grew, he filled himself again. And how did he do this? Well, in Luke chapter 2, we hear a story about Jesus. When he was 12 years old, he went to the synagogue, and the leaders there were so astonished at how much of the word he knew. 
And we see from this story that Jesus, at a young age, a young boy, he chose to fill himself with God's word. Jesus heard the word of God over and over. He spoke God's word over and over. He heard the word and he spoke the verses in the word. And he just kept hearing and hearing and speaking and speaking the wonderful word of God. And when Jesus was a grown-up, he was full of faith again. Jesus had amazing faith. Jesus knew God. He spent time with God. He prayed to God. He was even called the Word of God. People were just so surprised at Jesus' amazing faith. Everywhere that Jesus went, he used his faith. He healed the sick. Anyone who was sick was healed by a miraculous power that Jesus carried. And he delivered people from demons. He was filled with faith. Yes. And you know, in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus told his disciples, have the faith of God. That's what he told his followers. And he wouldn't have said that if there wasn't a way for them to get faith like that. Right? Right. You know, when we have faith, even tiny faith, like a mustard seed that we've been learning about, if we have that kind of faith, we can grow that faith and we can do miracles even more than Jesus did when he walked on the earth. And there's just so many of us, right, to do those things. So if you hear God's word, if you will speak God's word, and if you will believe God's word, keep asking, keep praying, keep believing, and you too can have amazing faith. Hi guys, good morning, happy Sunday. We're going to talk about telling things real or fake, and I need some detectives out there. Are you going to help me out? Let's do this. Beautiful, look at these. Oh my gosh, you get flowers at your house? Look at these red roses. Um, gorgeous. How do we know? Now look at them. How do we know if they're real or fake? Well, I, don't, I think smell them. What do you think? Let's see. Those don't smell like anything. Let's see these. Oh, wow. These are real. What a great smell. I love roses. How about grapes? Who doesn't like grapes? Look like a two bunches of grapes. Let's see these. Are these real? Oh my gosh, you can even hear them be plastic. How about these? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's real. Mm, real? Oh, mm-hmm. Super real, super good. Now, that was easy. That was easy. Let's do harder. We have two cans here. This one says cherry pie filling. You like cherry pie? I love cherry pie filling. Open it up, eat it out of the can with a spoon, makes great cherry pies. Yeah, cherry pie. And then this one is chicken dinner, meatloaf, dog food. I don't want to eat that. You eat that? No, no, no. Well, let's 
opening. But, I mean, you know, why not? No one's here to say we can't even. Wait a second. This isn't cherry pie filling. That's dog food. No, that's wrong. Something's wrong. This one's dog food. Let's open it. Ah, cherry pie filling. Mmm. Wish I had a spoon I could use in that. And then nobody can make pie out of <laughs> it. That would be bad. So, oh, you want gums? Mmm. Um. Um. I'm with it. No spoon. I'm so sad. Anyway, here we go. Jesus warned us about something in his lesson. Being real believers or fake believers? Real or fake? And just because somebody goes to church or says they're a Christian, you know, that doesn't mean they really are followers of Christ. Christians, they, they have Jesus looking at their heart their actions, their love for each other, and for God. And kind of a good example of that is, what if I want to go to the store? Because I'm hungry. I buy lots of food, I buy some bacon, some eggs, whatever. But I bring it home and I put it away in all the cupboards in the refrigerator. Well, I'm still hungry and my tummy still hurts. What do I do to make that work out? Well, I fix it and make food and then I eat it and that helps my tummy be full, right? Well, that's kind of the same as knowing Jesus. We can go to church, but unless we stop and take time to pray, take time to worship, uh, read God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and fill us up, that's how we can be or be Christians. Um, and so we don't want to be like fake food and the mixed up cans. That's not what the Word of God tells us to do. It says we are known by our fruits. How do we act? How do we speak? How do we think? Do we love one another? And do we show others that we are followers of Christ? So Jesus is looking for real, real believers to follow Hi guys, Miss Lois here, and I've got a story, and it's from Scripture. Now, I know you've already got your Bibles, so open them up to the book of Matthew. And find chapter 18, read verses 21 through 35. And when you're done, come back. You know, when you're reading through this, maybe you can create a play out of it. Maybe you can act it out yourself. Maybe you can read it to someone. But get in that Bible and really read this first, okay? Come on back then, and I will tell you this story. All right. I hope you're back and ready to go. Here goes my story. Peter asked Jesus, um, Lord, how often should I forgive someone? Seven times? No, said Jesus, not seven times, but seven times 70. That Jesus said the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to meet with the servants who owed him money. 
One of them owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So he was going to be sold with his wife and, and children and everything that he had. So the man fell down and begged, please be patient and I will pay it all. The king had mercy. He released him and forgave his debt. The man, he was free. He was released. But when he saw a fellow servant who owed him a few hundred dollars, he grabbed her and demanded payment. The fellow servant begged, be patient with me, and, and I will pay it. I will. But the man refused and threw her into prison. The king, well, he was told what had happened. And so the king brought the man in to his palace again and said, You evil servant, I forgave you millions. Shouldn't you have mercy on others as I had mercy on you? The angry king put the man in prison until he paid his entire debt. The Heavenly Father wants us to forgive as he forgave us. But if we refuse to forgive, we will bring bad things upon ourselves. Keeper of the day and the night Holder of the sun in the sky You command the waters and the wind There's not one thing you're not greater than Greater than the mountain that's in front of me You are greater You're so much greater Greater than the power Of the enemy You are greater You're so much greater Faithful days God above the storms that I face my hope is in your name and nothing less there's not one thing you're not greater than greater than the mountain that's in front of me
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor depth, nor height, nor any created thing, nor anything else in all creation, nor coronavirus, nor disease, will be able to separate us, able to separate us, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 38 and 39. No guilt, no shame, no sin, no stain is greater than the great I am. No fear, no grave, no other name is greater than the great I am. No guilt, no shame. No sin, no stain is greater than the great I am. No fear, no grave, no other name is greater than the great I am. No guilt, no shame, no sin, no stain is greater. Great. 